Awesome. Hey, how about just how about you maybe just close your eyes, raise a hand or two. I just want you to open up to, um, you know, we haven't come to church to just kind of do a religious duty. We come to know the Father's touch, the Father's embrace. And I, you know, come on, I just want you to kind of like, yeah, God, I'm ready for the, the embrace of the Father. I'm ready for a touch from heaven. That's what I've come for. Lord, we've brought praise, we've brought worship, we stand in your presence. And we worship you. But we also know you're a good God and you just pour love back into our lives. You bring calm where there's anxiety and fear. You bring security. God, where there's discontent, you just bring a sense of it's well with my soul. God, even where there's kind of aimlessness, you bring vision and clarity. But it all comes in that moment of the Father's embrace. So Holy Spirit, we say we're, we're open, we're ready. Holy Spirit, would you open heaven to us? Would you bring us into the presence of our Heavenly Father? And we, would, we have a moment of encounter with Him. Come on, we're ready to receive. I just want you to say that to God. I'm ready to receive what you have for me. Come on, ready to receive. Come on, let's just give him a big shout and a clap of praise. Very cool. Awesome. Cool. And why don't you grab a seat? Thanks, guys. That's awesome. Get you back up in a minute. Hey, um, we've been doing an amazing series called The Church I See, and it's like we can kind of kind of get into just the routine. Oh, yeah, we turn up at church, we sing some songs, we listen to a message, we go home, and kind of the aspiring vision, no, this is where we're going. We're seeing something much bigger, and this is what we're about. It kind of breaks up the familiar, kind of something stirs up again, like, yeah, there's more. There's stuff we haven't seen yet. There's stuff out there that I, there's just more. And it's, a, and it's been an amazing kind of reminder that, man, this is the thing that we're part of and, and not to kind of get familiar with it. But um, today, uh, you know, I want to, rather than kind of looking forward to where we might go, I want to kind of turn around and look back to go, what was this thing kind of supposed to be? Uh, and kind People are already confused. Like, if you go back in the Bible, like, because we just get familiar with the routine. And it's like, no, 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 what is this thing about? And, and, and so, you know, if you've been around, you know, we come to church and there's bands and there's people singing and stuff. You know, a generation ago, there were pulpits and sermons and hymn books. You know, right back at the time of Jesus, there was actually a physical temple where there were priests and sacrificed animals. Before that, there was this kind of tent structure called the tabernacle. There's always been this environment where people gathered. But going right back before that into the story of Genesis, I want to look at a story and because it kind of, for me, there's a dimension of the story that goes, yeah, that's the church I see and there's more of this yet. And it's like, I want to go back and go, yeah, this is what we're doing when we, when we are church, when we gather as church, when we be church. So if you've got a Bible, it's actually, that's a typo, it's actually Genesis 28, not 38. And it's a story when Jacob, uh, he's, he's running away, and it says he left Bathsheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. And then it just says this. 
he had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God are ascending and descending on it. I'm going to come back and unpack this in a minute. And there above it stood the Lord, and, and the Lord said to him, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac. And then he kind of starts to speak into Jacob's future, and I will give you and your descendants land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and the east and the north and the south, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And then he kind of encourages them with, and I am with you, and I'll watch over you wherever you go, and I'll bring you back to this land, and I'll not leave you until I've done what I've promised you. It's this amazing experience of an encounter with God. And, and when he wakes up in the morning, he's like, surely the Lord is in this place. That's like, that's an old-fashioned way of going, oh my God, like OMG, like I didn't realize where I was. Like, I've just had an encounter with God, and I wasn't even aware that I'd stumbled into this place. And, and he was afraid in that sense of the fear of God that won't. He just said, how awesome is this place? Like, how awesome that you get to come to a place where heaven opens and angels are coming back and forth and God's there and I encounter God and God starts to speak into my future and my destiny and he starts to encourage like, Wow. And, and then he's like, this is none other than the house of God. This is the gate to heaven. And I want to suggest to you that, you know, this is, this is what we're about. Um, in the next morning, he took the stone that he'd placed under his head, set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel, which just means the house of God. That was like the primal experience of finding yourself in the house of God. They would eventually have a tent structure, they'd have a temple, there's the church. But this is, the, this is a picture of what it means to be the, the house of God. And I, and I reckon that we need to cover it. And so I want to talk about particularly this phrase, this is the house of God, this is the gate to heaven. And, and, you know, we often talk about, oh, the house of God, the house of God. This was the experience of what it meant to be in the house of God. And, and um, I had a brief chat to my wife this morning. I said, I, I don't know if this is going to work. I hope, trust me, I hope you're going to get this. But, um, but in Jewish writing, when they say something, they often say it again in a second way to unpack it. And, and this is the thing. This is the house of God. What does that mean? This is the gateway to heaven. This is a, a and uh, okay, I've got a couple of, authors. this is the bit more of the stretch, see about this. What is the church that I see? The church that I see is a portal to heaven. That went better than I thought it might have been. That's good, because portal's a bit of a weird, portal like, it sounds like my wife said that, it sounds like science fiction, like you cross to somewhere, or gaming, I googled it, it's all gaming, or some kind of weird new age. Portal just means a gateway that opens from one reality to another reality. And, and, and you know, as we think about church, I, my challenge from, from this is this. What is the house of God? It's a gate to heaven. I come in here and it's a, you know, wintry day in Auckland or whatever, and, and the All Blacks won, and the Warriors won, and the Blue, whatever. But it's like I come in here and then suddenly a gate opens, and I find myself in heaven. I find myself in an environment where supernatural stuff is happening. I find myself connecting with God and destiny being spoken and stuff happening. You know, and 
Like the thing that I love about church, church isn't really rocket science, it's pretty simple. It's kind of got an upward, inward, and an outward dimension. So we exist uh, to do uh, worship, community, and mission. Uh, but, but, you know, look, and I'm inspired by, I love what we're doing in mission. I love that equipers are spreading all around the world, that schools in Tonga helping kids in India, that's great. But bottom line, there are a whole lot of great service organizations in our world. If we're just mission, we've got lots of other options. And again, we're called to be community, we're called to be family, we're called to have amazing relationships. But there's lots of therapy groups and self-help groups that I could go to if that's what I was after. The thing that's different about church is the top one. Yeah, we're involved in mission. Yeah, we're involved in community. But this is a portal of heaven where we connect with God, where something opens when we gather. A, a gateway to heaven opens and we have a supernatural encounter with God. So that's why, what's the church I see? It's a church where, where it's a portal to heaven. When we gather together, something shifts, something opens up, and I find myself connected with another reality. And it's like, man, this is what I want to be part of. This is a, if this is the house of God, then I want to tell you, this is a gateway to heaven today. Something is going to open up, and you're going to have an encounter with God, and something is going to shift in your life. Because we're not just a mission service organization. We're just not some kind of therapy group. We gather to, uh, to see a gate open to heaven for something to happen. Oh, let's just go back and have a look at this in a, a bit more detail. You know, he, had a he saw a stairway resting on the earth and it's re top reaching to heaven and the angels of God are ascending and descending. It's like, there's a lot of traffic between heaven and earth. There's a lot of business going on and, and suddenly something opens and I'm not just managing my life down here, but there's, there's, there's stuff happening. Angels are carrying my prayers back up to God. Angels are carrying concerns and breakthroughs, but they're also coming back with the dispatches of heaven, words of faith, answers of provision, healing gifts, prophecy gifts, mirac miraculous gifts. Come on, suddenly something opens, and I just thought I walked into a convention center. No, a portal opened, and there's a stairway where there's a whole lot of traffic between heaven and earth. Come on, something supernatural can happen in your life today. Because you just didn't come to a, a, a meeting. You came where we opened a portal to heaven. And stuff is going down. And stuff is going up, if you like. Um, you know, I love often in Jewish thinking, again, they put their main point at the middle. And it's like, man, that's pretty exciting about angels going up and down stairways. But the center point is this. There above it stood the Lord. I just met God. And he spoke to me. And before he speaks about purpose and destiny, he reveals his identity because he's more interested in relationship than he is with rewards. You know, he's more interested in connection than kind of increasing your capacity. He's more interested in fellowship than your future. And he just speaks, I am the Lord, the God of your father. And Jacob has found himself, oh my goodness, I'm standing before God and he's talking to me. And again, the church that I see is a church where we haven't done church unless you've found yourself, this gate opened, and yeah, stuff happened, there's prophecy, there's healing, there's all kinds of stuff, but ultimately I stand before God, and I have a meeting with God. That's, what, that's the church that I see, you know, and...
dreams of, of where you're going. And then, and then he finishes by this kind of encouragement and reassurance. Come on, I'm with you. I'm going to watch over you wherever you go. I'll bring you back to this land. I won't leave you until I've done what I've promised you. Come on, because a gate opens to heaven today. Traffic is happening, an encounter with God, but, and promises. But more than that, you can go away encouraged. Because ultimate God's going, come on, I'm for you. Come on, you got this. It's not too difficult. We can do this together. I don't know what you face tomorrow morning, but you need to go out of this place having kind of this something opened and God, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Um, you know, and so that thing when I love, what should, what should people walk out of our church like? Man, OMG. Like, surely God was there. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. I've never been to church before, but something happened there. Something is going on in this place. I don't have the words for it, but surely God is in this place. This, how awesome is equippers on a Sunday morning. Why? Because a gate opens and you have an encounter with God and you go away different. This is the house of God. This is a gateway to heaven. This is a gateway to heaven. This is a portal to heaven. Um, you know, they, they uh, so he called that, you know, Bethel the house of God. And, and I love, you know, the centerpiece of it, as I've said, is that is, it's great to have the traffic of the angels. It's great to have prophecy. It's great to have encouragement. At the centerpiece is an encounter with God in which we respond in worship. That's what makes us different to any service organization, to any community therapy group. We meet God and we worship God when we gather. This is the house of God. This is the gate to heaven. The church that I see is a portal to heaven. The church that I see is a portal to heaven. We do a lot of technology. We've got all the bells and whistles and stuff. That, that's all just creating an environment for something supernatural to open. And we find ourselves... Angels going back and forth, the presence of God here, worship happening, prophecy, healing, miracles, faith, encouragement. We go away changed because this is a portal to heaven. Um, you know, they talked about, the, in the Old Testament, they talked about this place with different words. It's the house of the Lord your God. But another thing, they just talked about it as his dwelling place. It's like, yeah, if you come to my house, it's because I live there. It's like, duh, you come to because you're expecting I'm going to be there because I dwell there. That's what church is. We come to a place where we knock on the gate and a door opens, and who's home? God, because it's his house. If we haven't met him, if we came and he wasn't home, we haven't done church because it's a gateway into his house where he lives. And so, and that's what makes it lovely that he's dwelling there. And that's why they, another phrase, they called it the tent of meeting. If you come to my house, I dwell there. So you come there because you expect to meet with me. Ugh, that's what church is. A gate opens and we come into his house where he dwells and we have a meeting with God. I don't know about you, but I didn't come here to learn about God. I didn't come here to do a duty for God. I come to meet with him. And because it's a portal to heaven, the gate opens and we meet God. 
You need to go out of here today going, oh, no, the music was not that the music was great or the lighting is great or the message was good or the offering talk. So I met God. I met God today. How awesome is this place? Because I met God. This is the house of God. This is the gateway to heaven. Well, then Jesus comes and he kind of mucks it all up as he tends to do. Because he kind of redefined this whole thing about house of God. And you'll see that the similar things to Jacob's experience, he, he redefined it. This phrase, uh, passage, truly I tell you, wherever, whatever you bind on earth will be bound on heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. He's gone, yeah, there's this place of this traffic between heaven and earth. Stuff gets said here that shifts up there. Stuff shifts up there that moves stuff down here. This is like this gateway of the angels ascending and descending. But, but for him, I tell you the truth, if two of you on earth agree on anything, they'll ask for it, it'll be done. For where two or three gather in my name, suddenly he's, he just blows things apart. He just smack, he's like, guess what? The house of God is no longer about a physical place, a physical location, a physical world. The house of God is wherever you gather together. That becomes the portal of heaven. That, guess what? The reason why this is the portal of heaven is not because there's sounds or lights or say. The reason why this is the portal of heaven is because you're here and Jesus said, now the house of God is not a physical building, it's a gathering of people. And wherever my people gather, notice the similar things to, uh, to Genesis 28, stuff is happening between heaven and earth. This is just a conference center next to a casino, but this becomes the portal of heaven because you're here. Because we're here and traffic starts happening and things get spoken here which shifts stuff in heaven and stuff then moves in heaven which shifts stuff back here. There's angels, and uh, angels ascending and descending on stairways in this place because you're here. But just like with uh, Genesis 28, this, that's, that's exciting. But the real key, the center of it, for t where two or three gather in my name, what? I'm there. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. That's what makes this the house of God. Where we gather together, there's, there's traffic between heaven and earth because God is there and we're going to meet God there. And Jesus is like, it's no longer about, you don't have to go on a, a pilgrimage to India or Rome or where, you don't have to go to a special building. You just have to gather, even just two or three of you this becomes a portal to heaven where stuff happens and you meet God. The church that I see is a portal to heaven. I want to um, briefly look at three different things um, that you could call the both ands of church. In theology, truth is often not about an either or. It's often about holding two things in tension. And, and I want to look at three tensions of faith around this thing that I hope will help you understand this thing of church as a portal to heaven. Uh, so the first one is the temple as individual versus the temple as collective. So, you know, in 1 Corinthians 6, 19, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? Here's some great news for you. You don't have to go anywhere to find God because you are the location of God's encounter. You can meet God in the bath, on the toilet, walking on the beach, uh, driving your car, because you don't have to go anywhere because you are the place where God dwells. You are the place where God, you are the portal to heaven. 
And that's great if you've been involved in just kind of religious systems. That's wonderful good news. You are the place that you don't have to go to a special person, a priest or whatever. You can meet God just in who you are, wherever you are. How cool is that? You are now the house of God. You are the portal to heaven. Anytime you can choose to just kind of take a deep breath, settle down and and become aware God is with me. You don't have to go anywhere to do that. But that's half the truth. Because just a few chapters earlier, Paul says this. Don't you know you yourselves are God's temple? You can't really tell it in English, but that's not the same thing. He's saying you yourselves together are God's temple. God's spirit dwells in your midst. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. That's not talking about people suicide of their own temple. It's talking about people who attack the church. God will destroy that person. Why? For God's temple is sacred. You together are that temple. You're like, hold on, I thought I was the dwelling place of God, but now we're both, we're all, like, which is it? Well, it's both. You can know God anywhere, but there's another dimension to this thing happens for us together, together, together. We become the house of God. We become the portal to heaven. We become the place where people encounter God. We become an environment where traffic is happening between heaven and earth, where God turns up and people are spoken to and encouraged and challenged and transformed. And, and this is actually the more dominant theme for Paul. And in him, you, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives. God is doing something collective together. That he dwells, that he, he's, he meets us as we meet together. Um, uh, Pastor Sam mentioned this thing. You two are like living stones are being built into a spiritual house. Together we are something. We're the place where God turns up, the place where people meet God. Um, machines. And so it's like, oh, okay, the temple is, so I am a place that can meet God, but somehow together... Together, there's another dimension to this thing. Together, we we open something to heaven. Together, something shifts and we meet God and people's lives are transformed. And it's not either or, it's both and. Which kind of leads to the second one. I'm talking about churches, community versus churches, event. Again, these days, very common to say, hey, church is more than what happens on a Sunday. You know, little phrases like, oh, you don't attend church, you are the church. And, And that's all true, but again, it's half the truth. That was a, there was one tented, uh, right, I think that's right. L- let me show you. Um, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am. It's like, oh yeah, we're the church, you know, we're the church, we're, yeah, but there's something about when the church gathers, comes together, assembles, something happens, a portal opens to heaven. Yeah, you by yourself have access to God, but something else happens when we come together, when we gather, where two or three gather, I'm there in another way. You know, in Hebrews, uh, writing to a church in persecution, he's like, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he promises faithful, let us consider how we may spur one another, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. He could have said, Hey, look, it's dangerous for us to meet. People are being persecuted. People are dying. We know that, you know, you have access to God by yourself. We know that, you know, church is not about attending. Church is who we are. So you just stay home and just have a beautiful time with Jesus. And he's like, no, at the risk of getting in serious trouble, don't give up meeting together because something else happens when you gather. Something else, a portal to heaven opens 
that is different to your own individual connection with God. Something shifts in this environment. Don't, some people, don't give up that habit. Keep the habit of meeting together. Keep the commitment to gather together. Because, yeah, church is a community, but church is the event that happens when we gather. We're in a moment when a gate opens and God comes down and God does stuff. And it's like, and, and church, the Greek word for church is ecclesia, which is, comes from two Greek words meaning called out. And often it's like, oh, I know we're, you know, the, we're the people who are called out from the world. It's like, don't get too spiritual. The, the, the word was used for the citizens of a city, and every so often they had to call them together for a meeting. That was the ecclesia, it was the assembly of the citizens, it was the actual gathering. Don't get overly spiritual. Oh, yeah, we're the church. We're... No, no, there's something about the church as the actual assembly. We've gathered together as the citizens of his kingdom to meet with the king and to do the kingdom business. Yeah, then we'll go out and we'll do his work throughout the rest of the week. But, but the ecclesia, the church, is when we gather for the king's business, to meet with the king, for him to shift something in us and in our environment. I love... Um, any Olympic Games finishes with this sentence. This is the last one. So this is from Rio. I declare the Games of the 31st Olympiad closed. In accordance with tradition, I call upon the youth of the world to assemble four years from now in Tokyo, Japan, to celebrate with us the Games of the 32nd Olympiad. This is thing. I call you to assemble. I, it's this invitation to gather together. The Olympics happens because people hear the call to assemble and an event. So yeah, church is a community, but church is an event of when we've assembled together and something goes down. A portal opens. God turns up. Business happens between heaven and earth. Encouragement happens. Prophecy happens. We go out of here going, oh my goodness, what was that? Surely God was in this place. And it's like, we need, I, and I reckon, you know, for us at Equippers, there's at least three calls to assemble. There's this call to assemble in the twos and threes, or the fours or fives, with e-groups during the week. So that's not just sitting, there's, there, Jesus said, where two or three of you gather stuff, shifts. Yeah. Jesus is there. Business happens. There's, there's an assembly even of a small group. But then on Sundays, there's a call to assemble. You know, I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago, um, and just like, you know, with, with, we kind of, most of us are pretty clear about money. It's like, oh, yeah, we give God the first. And I was thinking, you know, part of it now is the challenge. Yeah, when I think about my week, actually, I give him the first of my week. On a Sunday, I assemble together as the, as the gathering of the citizens of heaven to meet with the king, to worship him. To, it's like, that's part of how I honor God by giving him the first of my week as well as the first of my money. And it seems like today, I mean, it's still a challenge for us around money, but culturally, it seems more a kind of a thing to settle. No, no, I, I, I hear the call to assemble and I give him the first part of my week. And I commit to the habit of assembling because that's where heaven opens and stuff shifts. And then I'm ready to go and do the business of the kingdom during the week. I want to challenge you to think about this. Part of, part of doing life is actually a commitment that I give God the first day to assemble together and let a portal to heaven open. And let myself be equipped to then go out and do his kingdom work. But the third one is the sense of this call to assemble once a year as this wider gathering of 
equip us nationally but internationally at a whole other level. And, and again, it's, it's hard to put, is it like we all people go to business conferences, people go to music festivals? No, no, it's more than that. It's like another dimension of this assembly of the people of God where another dimension of a portal to heaven opens, another dimension of traffic between heaven and earth opens, another dimension of encounter with God and worship and encouragement and prophecy and healing. It's, it's, it sounds too religious, but this idea of a sacred assembly, a sac- I, like with the Olympic chairman, I heard the call for us to assemble from all around the world to have an encounter with God, to step into a portal with heaven that something is, go- I'm going to come away from shout, not going, oh, that was a nice conference. I'm going to come away from shout going, oh my goodness, God was here. You know, I talked about in the Old Testament, they had to do this three times, three times a year you had to celebrate a festival to me. Three times a year, all the men are to appear. It was this call, come on, I call you to leave your daily routine and assemble before me. Why? Because something happens. Yeah, but I'm a Christian by myself. Yeah, that's true. That's part of the truth. But, But the other side is when we assemble together, something shifts, something opens. How are we going? Cool. Uh, and so I'd, I'd encourage you to think, you know, now it's go and sign up, not to attend a conference, not to go to a few sessions, but to hear the call to a sacred assembly, a divine moment, a portal to heaven where something is going to shift. I'm absolutely convinced about it, which kind of leads to my third uh, tension or both and, uh, which is this worship as a moment versus worship as the whole of life. So again, uh, when they talked about the dwelling place of God, let us go to his dwelling place. Why? Again, parallel lines. Because then we'll worship at his footstool. Worship is what you do at that moment where you stand before God. Worship is when the heavens have opened. We've sensed the traffic of heaven and the back and forth, but we found ourselves standing before God. What do you do in that moment? You worship him. You worship him. And it's a moment of encounter. You know, and Paul picks up this later on. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. So one of the things is in that moment, we surrender everything we have to God. We give our lives as an offering. And as Eugene Peterson said, uh, so that's what you, that's, here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. So there's the truth. It, it, again, it's a both end. Worship is not just what I do on a Sunday. Worship is how I live that out the rest of the week. But it actually starts in that moment. If everything is worship, nothing is worship. Worship is that moment when I stand before the God of heaven and I'm so overwhelmed with how great he is and how awesome it is that I just need to worship him. And, and how I worship is I go, God, I just give you everything I've got. And then I come away from that event and I spend the week going, what does that look like for me as a dad or a husband or an employee or a mom or or an office manager or a nurse? That's all the figuring out, but it comes out of a moment. It's a both and. Yeah, worship is the whole of life, but worship is a response in a moment. And and, um, maybe I can get the musicians back up. Uh, A commentary on the book of Revelation talks about the word worship, originally involved the idea of prostrating yourself before the deity, that's the God, to kiss his feet or the hem of his garment. It's the image of being ushered into an ancient Near Eastern king, and you fall down, 
And the moment of encounter is a moment of the kiss, of devotion, of awe, but also of submission and surrender. And worship is this moment where I find a portal's opened up to heaven. I find myself standing in front of God and I'm overwhelmed by how amazing He is. And I fall down before Him with absolute sense of devotion and I kiss the hem of His garment and I just go, all that I have is yours. And I wanna suggest to you the church I see does a lot of other stuff, but at the heart of it, there's worship. Heaven opens. We, we know that we're in the presence of God and we respond in worship. What do you do when you come to his dwelling place? You worship at his footstool because he's here. He's here now. Heaven is opened. He's here. You know, in Revelation, just to finish, John has an experience of a portal being opened. A door was opened in heaven, and he was invited to come through the door. Verse 2, once I was in the Spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. Guess what happens when the door opens? You find yourself standing in front of God. But the thing that struck John the voice of many angels, thousands upon thousands, 10,000 times 10,000. If that's literal, it's 100 million angels circling the throne and the living creatures and the elder in a loud voice, they're all just going, worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. Yeah, worship is a lifestyle, but worship is that moment through the portal, if you like, where you find yourself standing in front of God and you just go, worthy worthy. This is the house of God. This is the gate to heaven. What is the church that I see? It's a portal to heaven. Can I invite you to stand? Again, this is an individual thing, but together something shifts. We're just going to spend a bit of time in worship. We're gonna have a we're gonna have another run at this thing. We're gonna see the gate open a bit better, a bit more. We're gonna see traffic start happening. We're gonna see stuff being downloaded into your life. But at the centre of that, we're gonna see you feeling, knowing that I'm standing before God, and I have to give Him everything that I have. So we're gonna worship. I don't know how you worship, if it's to raise your hands, if it's to kneel where you are. This is not something we normally do, but if you wanted to kind of kneel somewhere in the front or the aisles, I just, just, we just, let's just push the envelope a bit. Come on, because the church I see is a, is a portal to heaven where we come into His presence and we meet God. So come on, I want you for a few minutes to worship. Come on, let's be church. Let's be the house of God.